Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here in the middle of December. Uh, Christmas time is coming up. 2023 is coming up. And i, I got to ask you a question. What does FTX, SBF, Jeffrey Epstein, Tether, USDT, the Ukraine, does that make any sense when you throw all those initials out? FTX, SBF, um, have you heard of Sam Bankman Freed? You heard of uh, blockchain technology? If you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, you have over the last couple of years. Well, it's, we're going to tie it into some uh, uh, questionable things that are going on. There's an article in Revolver, which is a uh, uh, it's a news organization it hits on a lot of conservative ideas and they have really put together an interesting article we're going to cover some of that and we're going to do it <laughs> on today's show is to help help you know some of the right questions to ask this article doesn't explain everything it just ties some things together uh, let me add more to that list FTX SBF <laughs> FTX is named crypto uh, it was a crypto central exchange and you can use it if you lived in the United States but as it was about the third largest in the world worth uh, billions of dollars uh, 29 30 billion or more and, and the owner SBF have you heard of that name Sam Bankman Freed and uh, have you uh, added some names like uh, Jeffrey Epstein heard of that name <laughs> this did he kill himself or not when he's in prison? The child's uh, sex, uh, he was convicted of uh, child sex uh, trafficking. And that, um, and we know that uh, his uh, mistress, Gisseline Maxwell, she's in prison now. What names does she know? Well, but how do we tie this story in? And we mentioned a cryptocurrency called Tether. If you do anything with cryptocurrencies, you know it's called a, quote, stable coin and goes by the letters USDT. And I'll give you a disclaimer. I actually own some cryptocurrency in USDT. Uh, when you buy and sell, a lot of times you put things in USDT. And and some people think it may, um, may it hasn't been audited, so should it be? And this is what the, we're going to talk about what it says in that article and revolver and we'll give a link to that article if you want to read the whole thing uh but another thing is uh anybody ever watched back at the 80s shows uh, movies the mighty ducks heard about the first kid well there was an actor named brock pierce a child actor and 
we have had him on. If that name sounds familiar, it wasn't but a, well over a year ago that we had him as one of our guests on the show. And the reason we had him, we were talking about trying to teach our audience more about blockchain and, and hope that you've learned some things. But we talked about blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. And, and, and we had, in fact, I'll play a couple of clips from that interview with Brock Pierce uh, on today's show. But we're tying all this together. What about the Ukraine? Well, 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 uh, Ukraine's tied into this. How? Well, <laughs> Revolver tells us, and I'm going to tell that in a few minutes. So, a lot going on in this Christmas season that still, still, I, I don't have answers to, but we need to ask questions. When the Republicans won the House this year, squeaked by, was not the kind of election we were hoping for a red wave, still waiting. To, I saw where Carrie Lake, uh, who was, quote, defeated by the uh, the, the certified election said she was defeated for governor after she had a 10-point poll lead in several polls, and but she filed a lawsuit uh, last week. So a lot of things that we're looking at we don't have answers to, and that's what this show today is asking some questions about the Ukraine and asking questions about cryptocurrency. And it's in Revolver, and like I said, I put a link to it. And you can go look at it if uh, uh, it came out, I guess, a couple weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. And it, it just tells us there's a lot of questions we need to keep asking. So let's get to it. First, <laughs> uh, let us let me play this clip from a couple, well, a year and a half or so ago. Brock Pierce on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. This is an exclusive read. An exclusive interview we had with Brock Pierce. So take a listen right now. There's a lot of things I'd like to talk to you about. So GameStop short selling. And we got digital currencies and things that you know a lot about. Uh, what What are your thoughts on uh, what happened with the GameStop uh, episode in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so what happened here with GameStop is, is absolutely uh, <laughs> one of the most fascinating things uh, we've seen. I'm going to start with the really positive aspects of this. Okay. That is that the American people have had a very bad track record for some time in saving money, you know, being prepared for a rainy day. And one of the positive things that came out of COVID last year is when these stimulus checks were distributed to the American people because they couldn't go out to restaurants and spend it because they couldn't, you know, discretionarily spend that money. Right. The American people actually learned how to invest. They went and opened up accounts at places like Robinhood and started to become participants in the stock market. And I think this is a really positive thing for the country, that the American people are feeling empowered. They're getting engaged. They're recognizing the opportunities that have been there for the few and making it opportunities for the many. And so that's the really positive thing that has come out of this. And they're much smarter. The American people are a lot smarter than we're often given credit to. I have so much faith in us. And uh, that was part of the interview we had with uh, Brock Pierce. And he did run for president of the United States. And he's more of a libertarian. But he, he came on our show to talk about some of the ideas he had for America. And one of the things that we talked to him about was this company called Tether. It's not a company, but a, a cryptocurrency called Tether. T-E-T-H-E-R. But 
it's call letters if you're going to buy some or if you want to see what was buying and selling a lot of different cryptocurrencies if you go to a central exchange like ftx we mentioned by sam bankman fried uh, it's a central exchange so there you take one cryptocurrency say it was bitcoin and then you can change it for another uh, cryptocurrency on a, on a centralized exchange and and usdt is a cryptocurrency that's used a lot across a lot of changes central exchanges for cryptocurrencies where you can buy and sell because it's a stable coin it always tries to be equal to the american dollar and therefore uh what how, how did it come about well we asked uh, that of brock pierce when he's on doc holiday's rock splitting politics so let me play that and then we'll talk more about this revolver article let's transition because i want to pick your brain for our uh, audience we have uh and we've talked a little bit about cryptocurrency not a lot we you know I, i'm not our audience is not probably uh experts in cryptocurrency i'm sure not either but i know you you have found uh one of the cryptocurrencies uh tether is that correct a number of them, but yeah, Tether is an interesting one. The idea was, well, if we can use this blockchain technology or this technology to create things like Bitcoin, what if could we do that with government-issued currencies? And so we invented this concept in 2014 called a stablecoin, where we put the U.S. dollar on the same technology as Bitcoin. And that system is, is proving to work very well. It's doing over $100 billion a day right wow. now in transactional volume, $40 trillion a year. And governments around the world have said, wow, this technology can be used to enhance our currencies. Now, one of the big concerns are the Chinese government is years ahead of everyone. They've created the Chinese digital yuan to challenge the U.S. dollar. And so the work that we're doing in this space, it's not just a, an interesting investment opportunity. It's not just a, a new alternative to gold. Uh, this technology is going to play a very important role in the way that the world develops. And we're living through the fourth industrial revolution. There will be winners and there will be losers. The United States of America has historically been the capital of innovation. And I, I am intending to do everything in my power to make sure it stays that way. So you can see an innovation, uh, uh, someone who looked at something and said, let's, uh, let's put this together and tether. Now, is he the brainchild of the having all the expertise to put it together or is he a front person because he was a hollywood actor and recognizable back in 2014 when he put tether together i don't know but let's let's talk about what this is in this revolver article let me just read some it starts out saying just days ago bloomberg estimated 30 year old sam bankman frieds sbf his initials personal wealth at an astonishing 16 billion dollars now now he um he was about i think he's somewhere in his late 20s and he went to mit and now that now the this this is back to the article now the disgraced ftx founder is essentially bankrupt and if there's a shred of justice in the world soon headed for prison this is what the revolver articles are saying now i'm going to continue <clears throat> it said the collapse of ftx and its founders one of the most spectacular implosions in history absolutely somebody worth 16 billion dollars like sbf was and within a week's time he's about practically wiped out and and, and there's a lot you can read about that and how it happened um we won't go into that but it was 
FTX was a centralized exchange using cryptocurrencies and it started and sprang up from almost nothing. How did, how did it come together? That's what people are looking into now. But uh, he was also SBF, and we talked about this show previously, gave $40 million to crim uh, <laughs> to Democrats. And he gave two or 300,000 Republicans because he said he wanted, you know, he was giving to Republicans too. But he also noticed he, he would give some dark money to Republicans. Oh, so he didn't want people to know that he was giving to Republicans. Did he give a lot? I doubt very seriously because he loved left-wing politics. And even where Elon Musk says that Musk says, come on and, and own up to it, that he gave over a billion dollars to left-wing politicians. That's what Elon Musk says uh, from Twitter and what he knows. So... Uh, I wish we would find out some of that dark money. Nobody knows where it comes from. And now we might know why all this happened after the election and after uh, what was supposed to be a big red wave uh, somehow got canceled by, was it a billion dollars of a uh, a, a cheating and uh, uh, FTX leader? I, I don't know. But this article goes on to talk about, the uh, quoting here, the story you about to hear concerns the third largest cryptocurrency on the planet, which you've probably never heard of, FTX. It is a story of how a former Disney child actor, a Jeffrey Epstein associate who was embroiled in an underage sex scandal, bizarrely emerged as one of the world's strangest cryptocurrency moguls. It is a story that raises serious questions as to whether an entire cryptocurrency is a scam effectively a private money printer and on top of all of that there is reason to believe that if this cryptocurrency is the scam that it appears to be it will be nonetheless be allowed to continue because of this particular cryptocurrency's usefulness to intelligence agencies in funneling money to foreign rebel groups and jihadis with plausible deniability Sound crazy? Sound interesting? Strap in. It's about to get wild. That's how the article is, and I want you to read it. <laughs> and uh, so about to kick into what the article says, but let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and I've told you, I got a book coming out, a novel, and has nothing to do with politics. It's just a straight novel I've been wanting to write for 30 years putting together it's the first of a sequel of novels and it's coming out soon we thought by the end of the year but there are supply side issues <laughs> we know that <laughs> well democrats in control what can you expect but more supply side issues with the printing but uh hopefully soon and i'll let you know i hope it'll be in january but uh, we'll, we'll give you a link, tell you how you can order that book and be the first to read the novel. But uh, just wanted to remind you, you are listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And we will continue with this strange, crazy story out of Revolver and uh, touching base with some things that we've heard about right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. So let's get right back to it. USDT, I just told you, that's what's called Tether. That's a cryptocurrency known as a stable coin. And uh, 
stable coin is instead of going up and up and down in value it stays pegged about a dollar so you know what it's going to be tether is a usd it's based on the united states dollar and each tether is supposed to be equal in value to one u.s dollar while most cryptocurrencies are wildly speculative and backed by essentially nothing each tether is supposed to be backed directly by a U.S. dollar or an extremely liquid, reliable investment like a U.S. Treasury bond. And that's where it gets interesting. Now, you just heard Brock Pierce, one of the founders of Tether, telling us that it's so used now, he was saying $75 billion a day changing back and forth amazing what did he say 43 trillion dollars a year in tether going back and forth across of course you got tether i can send it to uh malaysia i can send it to europe you you can send your tether around the world and it's worth a dollar when you buy something sell something and and that's what has a lot of people concerned because it's used so much and guess what it's never been audited and this is where uh, there's a crypto news site called Proto, Protos, and Revolver put in their article, and it says, if cryptocurrency was an engine, Tether is one of its pistons. Over the past seven years, the Maverick stablecoin has evolved into a primary crutch for the ecosystem. It's a tool for onboarding new money, managing and growing liquidity, pricing digital assets, and generally oiling crypto markets to keep them smooth tether boasted a one billion dollar market cap when bitcoin hit twenty thousand at the end of 2017 this year it's a 70 billion dollar plus powerhouse went from one billion to 70 billion dollars you see and 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 like i said most every crypto exchange and that's what ftx was one of many exchanges they support the usdt trade in some form most of them have quite a few uh, cryptocurrencies that are tied to USDT um, and it goes uh, still to question who exactly buys Tether directly from its parent company uh, Bitfinex has been has remained unanswered since its inception way back in 2014 uh, and it said earlier this year Proto shed light on that mystery by reporting that just two companies Almeida Research and Cumberland Global were, were responsible for seeping roughly two-thirds of all tether into the crypto system and why does that ring alarms Almeida Research well <laughs> that's the firm owned by FTX founded by Sam Bankman Freed and Wow, the inner workings of Tether remain remarkably opaque. New Tethers are supposed to only be minted and added to the crypto system when somebody gives Tether limited dollars to create them. And if that's how it all worked, Tether would be fine. And here they are, they're saying, this is a Revolver article, but there is no evidence Tether actually works this way. We repeat, there is no proof that tethered stable coins are backed by the store of tangible assets that is supposed to justify their value. And even <laughs> uh, uh, reported in a Wall Street Journal says, Tether says audit is still months away as crypto market falters. That was in August 27th. And, and August 27th, it's, uh, well, it says Tether's designed to grease the rails of the roughly $1 trillion crypto market 
by promising each token can be redeemed for one dollar market observers have long questioned whether the firm's reserves are sufficient and have been demanding audited information the company has been promising an audit since 2017 okay wow 68 billion dollars what some people are saying um, but now let's take <laughs> we could go deep into that i just wanted to put that out for you that uh, we go back to uh, tethered does is it all really there there's a lot of people who say we need it audited and we know that brock pierce we just played his interview that we did a couple years ago uh on this show talking about it but now this is where revolver ties all these things together and says uh talks about some you know that pierce enjoyed a brief career as a child actor but before ever even reaching legal adulthood pierce pivoted into a new career which soon ended bizarrely talking about how he uh after he'd had such big roles as a child actor at age 17 pierce served as its vice president taking a base salary of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. it's called digital entertainment network he got in beside a businessman and and um and it it, it was like a poster child for dot-com excesses raising more than 60 million dollars in seed investments and this is back in round uh, dot-com uh going crazy in uh, october of 1999 and then that month a new jersey man filed a lawsuit alleging collins rector who was the business partner in with brock pierce had molested him for three years beginning when he was 13 years old and then the following summer three former uh digital entertainment network employees filed a sexual abuse lawsuit against pierce collins rector and a third co-founder chad shackley and they later dropped their case against pierce uh, who made a payment of $21,600 to one of their lawyers and shackley but after a federal grand jury indicted collins rector on criminal charges in 2000 the digital entertainment network founders left the country when interpol arrested them in 2002 they said they had confiscated guns, machetes, and child pornography from the Trio's Beach Villa in Spain. Now, this is where we got to know Pierce managed to get out of all this Interpol jam without being charged. And his uh, strange, this is Revolver writing his strange life, his strange path through life continued because he said, Guess what? Wait, there's somehow an Epstein connection here. There he is. Okay, this is the Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein connection. The, the sentenced and prison and died. And they said he committed suicide. There's questions about that. But Jeffrey Epstein was uh, convicted of uh, child sex trafficking. And here's what uh, uh, the, the connection is. In early 2011, about a decade after the digital entertainment network imploded, Brock Pierce visited the Virgin Islands to attend a, quote, Mind Shift, a conference of top scientists hosted by Epstein. A representative for Pierce says he didn't even know who Epstein was when he flew to the event, which the financier had arranged as part of his elaborate effort to launder his lurid reputation. It was not even 18 months after Epstein had completed his slap-on-the-wrist solicitation sentence in Florida and registered as a sex offender. 
And here the article says nothing suggests that any of a sexual anything of a sexual nature or anything untoward at all occurred at Mindshift. Pierce is only one of dozens of figures in Epstein's dizzyingly dizzyingly vast network. And the link between the two may be nothing but a curiosity. But it is strange but it is a strange tale how a former child actor who never went to college ended up as an Epstein guest. A seemingly unlikely addition to a group that included a NASA, NASA computer engineer, an MIT professor of electrical engineer, and a Nobel laureate in theor- theoretical physics. I don't know what he had to do with science or why he was there, says one person who attended. That is from The Hollywood Reporter. And... <laughs> There's a lot of, they go into detail, the other founders of Tether and and, uh, and not Brock Pierce, but other founders of Tether. And, and they really found out, that digging into, they have some uh, people worked on some scams. And then it all comes together. I said, what, what is all this meaning of Tether? And what does it mean when uh, FTX? And it, it goes in, there are some Tether people are using tether cryptocurrencies to help bankroll uh, the minamars resistance routes funding through tether that's uh, where some governments or entities or intelligence services were using tether to get money to uh, uh, bankroll some uh, uh, soldiers in minamar and and even al-qaeda in uh, syria that that were uh, fighting against the the regime in Syria. So, the Washington Post put wrote this said so far the U.S. government has not taken action. Tether has not been contacted by U.S. officials or law enforcement with a request to freeze transactions with Tornado Cash. That gets into a whole another thing, Tornado Cash. But it will uh, it's where people can try to. Uh, and they do it. You put it in there, and it mixes up your uh, cryptocurrency money so that nobody will know where it came from. And this is what we're getting to now. How's it all tie in? Tether demanded, tether demand skyrocketed in Ukraine right after the Russian military operation began in February of this year. Ukrainian charities made appeals for tether-based donations. All of this was aided by Tether's special advantage for use in money laundering, according to Bloomberg. Bloomberg wrote, Tether broke just about every rule in banking. Banks keep track of everyone who has an account and where they send their money, allowing law enforcement agencies to track transactions by criminals. Tether holding checks the identity of people who buy coins directly from the company, but once the currency is out in the world, it can be transferred anonymously just by sending a code. So I uh, said a drug lord can hold millions of tethers in a digital wallet and send it to a terrorist without anyone knowing. And that's what Bloomberg wrote. But there are some banks that are involved, in, and I won't go deep into that because uh, we're running low on time. But it brings us to the close relationship between FTX and Tether naturally leads us to wonder what, if any relationship, Sam Bankman-Fried maintained with the questionable cast of non-public-facing characters allegedly running Tether. Was Sam Bankman-Fried's relationship with Tether partially to reputationally whitewash Tether before the money reached critical elements of the Democratic machine? Democrat machine, how about that? And given all this, should we expect Tether to go the way of its smaller cousin, FTX? 
two powerful forces may in fact spare Tether's FTX fate. What would those forces be? <laughs> well, on the public side, it may be the sheer intensity with which people choose to not even think about it. And, um, and then the other side is the intelligence services need something like Tether to keep going. So will our government look into the stablecoin Tether? Uh, maybe not. Not if the intelligence services need them. And Ukraine wanted people to use FTX and Tether to send them money. And they're still asking. They can't go through to FTX anymore. It's gone. But you still can through Tether. Tying it all together. What, are we, what am I trying to tell you? Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics. Bringing this to you. Knowing there's, a, there's some questionable dots that some people are connecting together saying, what is going on here? What is going on? And will anybody look into it? It doesn't appear the Democrats have, and, and the Democratic Party and the Democratic politicians don't care a, a even iota about looking at what's the Ukraine and Tether and, and FTX. What's, what's the tie there? Well, maybe, maybe if we get somebody in the Republican House to say, we ought to be looking into this. And it goes back $100 billion of U.S. taxpayer money going to Ukraine. Is it all going for military? Is it all going for bombs and helping the military? Or is somebody siphoning off a lot of this money? Is someone siphoning off American taxpayer money? Can we do an audit? Can we do an audit and know where every dollar is going? We should. The U.S. taxpayers should know where the money's going. We should make sure big oligarchs in Ukraine are not grabbing U.S. taxpayer money. We, we can help the Ukrainian people, but the rich there don't need to be siphoning off the money, and we need to know. And I do not have trust in the people who did business with Hunter Biden, and now we're sending tens of billions of dollars of u.s taxpayer money where's it going and can we trust our congress to know that it's audited wow we need to know make sure your congressman knows we we want audit trail what's going to the ukraine and how it's getting there and who's it uh who's it are private people making money off the united states taxpayer we need to know Americans demand it. Hey, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We touched touch some on uh, the aspect of different things and even bringing the Jeffrey Epstein. Well, guess what? Next week, we're going to have a guest we've had on before, Daphne Barak, and she has talked. She's probably one of the few, maybe the only person in the world who's talked to Gisling Maxwell lately, and we're going to have her on our show. Gisling Maxwell was the mistress of Jeffrey Epstein and we've <laughs> all these ties going into big money and going on to what's happening around the world and we're going to talk to someone who actually knows more about it than anybody else on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics next week and we'll be talking to uh, Daphne Barak and her husband uh, Bill Gunasti see you next week in this season of miracles 
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.